Senior house? Okay. Yep, George's God, I wish I could. All right. So it looks like we have just a couple of people joining us. So give this just a minute till we kick off. And I know we are starting to stream live onto all the other platforms. So if you're watching on Facebook or uh, I know we're streaming live to YouTube and I believe LinkedIn, if you're on any of those, make sure to join us. If you want to ask some questions live to our panelists, and we'll try and keep an eye on those, but sometimes it is tough with uh, all the different platforms. All right. To give everyone just a moment here to keep logging in. I see a bunch of people joining, and then uh, we'll kick everyone off. And uh, virtual green screen. All right. So we'll uh, we'll go ahead and kick everything off. So first and foremost, thank you everyone for joining us for the MSP initiative. I'm excited to be joined here today by Adam Slutkin. I'm sure he needs no introduction. Um, but Adam is a long time, uh, bit of a channel legend. He's grown companies like ConnectWise, eFolder, uh, now is as, as you can see from his background as LionGuard, great company if you have not taken a look, worth checking out. Um, so I did see here we actually had a quick chat um, about what today's topic was. Today's topic is actually about running a sales team, um, working with a remote team, uh, just some of the things that we're seeing on the sales side. Adam's grown companies from little baby size up to that giant behemoth size like uh, you know, tech size is today. Um, so really, really cool um, having that experience and that knowledge on the back end. If anyone's watching on different topics or different uh, platforms right now, as I said before, just make sure if you want to jump into the Zoom, we can take a look. Um, we'll make sure to keep it some time for the questions. And of course, um, Adam's teams are always available if uh, you do want to jump over and ask them anything after this. So without any further ado, Adam, you want to take a couple moments and just kind of talk about kind of your background, where you came from, and then we can jump into the topic. Yeah. Hey, uh, nice chat with everybody today. And uh, thanks to Alec. You know, I love watching this series. So always really great to tap into the different topics. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Adam Slutskin. I'm the guy with the horrible last name, heard lots of great jokes over the years. I've only ever done two things. Um, I was able to serve uh, in the Air Force for over 20 years and then the other uh, 20 years, actually 22 years on both sides that um, overlapped, uh, I've been in sales. So I've been blessed to be specifically in sales within the um, managed services, uh, IT services ecosystem for the last uh, 13 plus years, going on 14, started at Kaseya, um, then uh, really got on, was lucky to get on with ConnectWise early, be a part of building something really cool there. And then uh, obviously eFolder and uh, had a good chance to uh, be a part of building something there, really get it going. And then, um, and now at LionGuard. And then over the last three, four years, got to work with a lot of different vendors. But more importantly, I got to work with a lot of MSPs uh, from doing some consulting and really helping a lot of MSPs grow out. Their, their revenue and their go-to-market strategy. And uh, it's really been great and a blessing to get to know all of you guys uh, from that perspective as well. Absolutely. So, um, you know, definitely some, some, some great knowledge there. I mean, obviously you've worked with thousands and thousands of MSPs over the years. So it was important to get you on here and talk a little bit about, I've just heard nonstop questions coming out um, from different happy hours and groups and, um, I think one of the first ones we tackle a couple of times, it's always good to get different opinions on it. Is now the time to sell or is now the time to kind of hold back? Yeah, you know, and I think it's a timely topic and been getting a lot of questions just either through uh, text, phone calls and, uh, you know, LinkedIn. Uh, now's the time to sell. So I think there's, you know, there's certainly a way to approach it. I think if you approach it from the heavy, aggressive, you know, uh, if you don't get me, you're doomed for failure approach. You know, I think that would be a horrible train wreck. But, you know, as we look to get the economy going again, look, part of that is us as consumers. We keep hearing it from that M, right? We keep hearing we need the consumers back in the game. Why is that any different, right? So for us to be able to execute, 
from a managed services perspective or vendor perspective, we, we all need to be selling. So I think it's just more about Alec, the art, how we approach it. Absolutely. I think it's important that, you know, what you said about the consumer, it's a multi-tiered thing, you know, as much as, you know, we're hoping to see people continue to use our services and downstream, they're hoping to see new clients on their MSP services. There's behind me, there's HubSpot and all these other providers, Zoom, right? All these other providers that are hoping that we can continue to do business with them. So I think if uh, one person kind of pauses that, it creates this butterfly effect throughout. So I think it's an important thing to think about. Well, you know, so, so, you know, just unwrapping it a little bit, right? So, um, no different than all of us on this call, whether as a home consumer or within our business, uh, you know, lives as well, we're, we're all getting an increase of, um, you know, again, solicitation, right? People reaching out to us and talking about what they have to offer. Some are better than others, but some are really good. And I think some are very fair. The ones I think that really are spot on is, and, and, and this is going to be important for even in the best of times, but I think it's even more important now is when you're going to make that call, we, we all acknowledge we need to start to sell. We need to grow revenue. We're losing some revenue. Everybody is losing some revenue. We read about it in the papers. I hear it from the MSPs that have lost some clients uh, who, again, if they're a restaurant or own, you know, uh, services type business, right, they all had to shut down. But I think really starting off, Alec, the most important thing is, you got to be buttoned down with your value proposition. And so when you make that reach out, the ones that get my interest where I'm like, hey, let's talk. I'm interested. It's timely. And so what are, you know, the different topics that we're all living in now? We know it because we're on lots of these webinars and we're all talking about the same thing. We know about remote workforce. We know about a greater uh, need for automation, right? We know uh, security, which a, a recent survey that I just read from 2112 you know, the MSP respondents, by far the number one initiative they're looking at for the remainder of the year was security, right? It was like 78%. The next one uh, was, 70, uh, was 36%. So what does that mean? It means you got to start with knowing your value proposition. If you're going to reach out to someone, why now do I want to be talking to you? What is timely? And, and, and I can't say that enough. I think it's uh, important in, 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 in all the times and best of times. But even now, if you really want to get a response right now, as people are starting to emerge, they've been settled in at home, they have some time, is you better really know your value proposition and why, why I should be talking to you. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's crucial right now. And if you, you have more time now to work on it than ever. Um, but you're right. I think we have to think about what the downstream client's feeling right now and, and how they're dealing with all this, right? I mean, they're at home. Um, you know, of course, so of course, security is a huge risk. I think compliance is a major risk right now and one that isn't getting enough of the focus because I know things are eased up a little bit, but I don't think that that'll last long term. And when things start to come back into play, people are going to have some mishaps and some things that happen throughout this quarantine and people working from home and using all these home machines and their kids are using their computer for their home class and all those terrifying things that are happening. Um, so that's really important to think about. Oh, go ahead. Well, well, there's a great, an, another survey just read recently, and I think this was from Gartner, uh, just so I make sure I don't mm-hmm. not make anything up, right? Hold me honest, guys. And in this one, they interviewed a bunch of uh, CFOs. 74 respondents said that they absolutely expect to increase their virtual uh, colleague, uh, you know, uh, headcount going forward. So one thing is, if you were resistant to virtual uh, workers, I think a lot of people are really seeing that it can work. It can, it can be very effective. And we're going to, I think, talk a little bit about that. But so what does that mean if you're an MSP? Well, one thing that I'm hearing from MSPs is they're, they're able to um, upsell even to their existing customer, adding like home user addendums to their contracts. So there's always going to be some opportunity. And again, there's the cheesy kind when there's people that I think do a very bad job of trying to um, capitalize on a crisis. And um, as a vet, that always bothered me. You know, you want to do the right thing. You know, I've been called a Boy Scout, whatever. I don't know if it's about being a Boy Scout, but I do believe it's about doing the right thing. Uh, don't, don't use, you know, frivolous fears to try to capture my imagination. How can you really help me? 
Well, look, the reality is a lot of your clients are going to have home-based workers for a while. So a lot of it is how do you and your unique business, how are you going to support them? And I'm talking specifically to the MSPs that may be watching us right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, Carrie actually, um, Carrie Simpson from Managed Sales was on the book last week, and she hit on this, and she said, if you sell in fear today, then in six months, if we find a vaccine and that fear is gone, that person will leave you. You know, yeah. they're buying for you solely from fear or because you discounted your prices to gouge your, your competitors right now. They're going to leave when the next cheaper person comes along or the next time that that fear leaves them. So I think, you know, that's absolutely crucial right now to remember and, you know, keep your, keep your value proposition strong. And this is where if you have salespeople, right, or if you're making those sales calls, right? So we talked about, is it okay to sell right now? Yes, it's okay to, to, to try to grow that business, to get back out there again. We can all do the part to get the economy going. And it's okay. And I'm, I'll zoom out for a minute for the MSPs that are on the call. And, you know, you know, Alec, you and I are both vendors, right? As well on the other side. And we, we, you know, our teams, us, we may speak, we, you know, we may speak to you. And if it's not a good time, you know, it's okay. If you say, if you say it's not a good time, you know, it's okay. And we want to be respectful of that. And, uh, you know, obviously there's so much going on with our own families and health concerns, trying to manage all of our businesses and it's okay. And then, you know, we want to be able to say, Hey, that's, that's great. Uh, appreciate you at least taking the call, you know, and uh, look forward to talking to you when the time is right. But again, it's upon us and you when you're calling on your prospects, or by the way, you may be calling on your partners, uh, your existing clients to upsell, like we just talked about. And it's, it's making sure that we get to the purpose uh, of the value proposition, how we can help, why it is worth to talk to us. And then if the time isn't right, you know, you know, you, your salespeople need to be able to disengage and be humble, be polite, no fear. You know, selling on fear is just such a horrible tactic. Will it get you some, some deals? Yep, it will. But to your point, Alec, and like what Carrie pointed out so well, um, it's going to come back to bite you. People are going to remember. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think this is where, you know, CRM management comes into play, right? If that person says that things aren't a good time or, you know, they're going through, everyone's going through some really bad person stuff right now or some really chaotic stuff in their life, you check back in a month, see how they're doing. Um, but don't just call back to ask them if they're ready to buy now. It's, how's the family doing? You know, you guys okay? Are your kids back in school? How's your state? You know, I mean, those are fine things to have that conversation with. Um, you know, be personal. Not only that, I mean, one thing I loved I heard recently was if you're getting more and more of these face-to-face games, pay attention to the background. Everyone's giving me a hard time because I don't have anything on the wall behind me, but I also travel a lot, so I don't I haven't decorated the office yet. Um, moved in here two months ago, but you know, I think for everyone else, it's, if there's pictures of the kids, the dog, if the dog runs the background, it's um, you know, make sure to get out there and you know, point that out. Hey, I have a dog with that too. Or how old's your dog? I mean, it's easy to make that personal connection over Zoom more so than a feral conference room in their office or your office. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I've heard some people say now that everybody's settling in, uh, one thing, some of those general fears, right, of remote workforce has been, oh, man, I can't see what they're doing and lost productivity. And it's always like fear in a different way, right? That, you know, uh, mm -hmm. people are just going to uh, mess around and not be productive. Well, I can tell you personally from doing it since, you know, since I left ConnectWise, I've been remote now for the last three years. I never have worked more. I've never taken off less time. And, but, but the cadence is good. There's actually also less stress because, you know, the difference is, is when you have that filler time, when you're like, oh, I just need some decompression, but you can't get away from the office. You know, then when you're at home, you can actually step out into the kitchen or go see your family for a couple minutes before you come back for the next round of work. And so I think there is a lot of productivity that can be had there. But, you know, with the advent of like, I know we're on Zoom, and, um, you know, a lot of people use Teams and there's a lot of great tech out there. But, man, look how good it is. Look how great we're seeing each other. You know, in some ways, this is better than when we're in the office. And it's in a more controlled environment. And then, so when we can even talk to prospects using this, you know, type of technology, like I'd like to just throw out one little piece of advice for, for MSPs. I've been on a mission on a few things over the last few years. You know, I do a lot of the uh, sales chats and uh, webinars, or if you've come to a breakout, is, 
you know, I'd like to see MSPs use some more of those initial calls rather than going to on-site, right? Because there's a lot of lost travel time. You get a salesperson going across town. You can only do so much. I was a field rep. I know how much time is taken up from just that travel time, waiting in the office. It never starts on time. And then the logistics of trying to get across town to get to another meeting. I like when those initial calls are virtual and leveraging this type of technology, it's personal. And we can actually do this. And we, if you're a salesperson, you can get more calls in a day. You can get more, more of those first calls, the discovery calls. I get it. MSPs, you want to go on site. You want to do the discovery. We want to walk through the office. We want to see the server room. We want to see the equipment. But I'm telling you, you can get so much more scale if you all will start to leverage um, some of this technology to do more of those first calls virtually. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how much you can get done and, and how much you can actually learn. So. Absolutely. I, you know, I think following that, um, you're right. I think it's a huge time for increased productivity, but um, I think for a lot of people, it is that first time working at home. You know, how can people deal with that? How should people, you know, stay in touch with their team? I mean, how do you keep the, it's easy to keep the momentum going when you're in every day and you do a team huddle and, you, you know, you had the end of month beers and you keep the, the culture going. How are you maintaining that working completely remote? Yeah, and you know, a, a great question. And I know I listened to the, um, uh, the one you did with George, uh, was it this week or last week? And, I, you know, I think you guys talked a little bit about that was, uh, so here's the other side of it, right? The reality is you have a lot of people, I know from my own company, I think 70% uh, of the company is working remote for the first time in their lives, right? So don't expect it's easy, right? I know that when I first went, here I am, a, you, know, uh, you know, a veteran, you know, leader in the military, and I'm working remotely starting three years ago for the first time, it took me a while of adjustment. Uh, the good news is with technology now, it is leveraging things like what we're on right now, like Zoom, uh, because we can connect. So, you know, like with, uh, again, on that call with George last week, leveraging uh, uh, this type of technology for a morning daily huddle, what does that do? It has nothing to do with micromanagement, we have a daily huddle every single day, and I know a lot of you also do as well. If not, I would encourage you to do it because it is a good way to get everybody connected. You know, we have that cooler time when we go into the office, we grab our cup of coffee, we catch up. It's a great way to do that in the morning using Zoom. Uh, you know, my team is currently, it's not a big team. Uh, we're about 20 something people. And uh, you know, what we do is I get my, my team on in the morning and we do about 20 minutes and uh, we catch up and then we talk about relevant stuff. So as the week progresses, like today's, we were talking about how did things go yesterday? And it also helps to make some tactical decisions, right, as we're adjusting to this new life. But it's also a way of getting everybody together and getting everybody focused for the day. So I can't say it enough if you're, if you're, if you're not doing a daily huddle, strongly recommend it. You can do it at the end of the day, you could do it beginning in the morning, but I think it's real effective. And Alec, are you guys doing the same? Are you guys doing a, we are. a daily huddle? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely love the daily huddle. I think it's just a good way for everyone to connect. You're right. I mean, we, we missed that cooler time. I think that's the main thing that we all miss from the office. Um, one thing I've also found is if you're, you know, for a sales team specifically, if you have a couple people in there, it's good to hear, hey, I lost a deal and we lost it to this competitor for X reason. Or, hey, I want to deal against this competitor for this reason. Um, those are the wins and losses that are going to impact the rest of the team. For, you know, normally, I hear that because I sit next to somebody in the queue. Um, not having that working from home is, is one of the biggest things that can slow a team down. So keeping that communication going, I think, is key, um, especially in that sales run. Yeah, and I know one of the other things we were chatting about earlier today was we were talking about, okay, some of the other tools. So we have this remote workforce. We acknowledge that, you know, in, in a lot of companies, you're going to have a lot of people that are working remotely for the first time. And then, so, you know, driving down into sales a little bit, right? We're talking about some of the tools. So we've talked about, hey, you can have a daily huddle. And then it really gets down to, you know, which is, I'd say good news with sales. At the end of the day, sales is pretty transparent, right? We talked about it. You could be working out of a closet in Tibet and still be effective in sales 
because we can see the activity. We can use the different technologies. Mm -hmm. We can use like Bvoid. We can use these technologies so that we can see the metrics, right? So sales comes down in numbers. I know that a lot of times for whatever reason, sales gets pointed in, painted into this corner of art and I could not disagree um, anymore. It really is about the science. It's about the data. It's knowing your conversion rates. How many leads does it take to create an appointment? How many phone calls do I need to make? What is my closing rate uh, from an opportunity, right? And so it's all of those things. So in the end, they're, they're numbers. So if we can see those numbers from using technologies like Bvoid, for example, and, and then of course we've talked about Zoom, right? We've talked about Teams. It really doesn't matter where you are, but it does matter that you do have that reporting and that visibility into the activity. And if you're not measuring those things, you really can't keep a handle on, on first of all, your forecast. Because, you know, if you really want to be able to tell the future in sales, it really just comes down to the numbers and the metrics and your systems of record. And are you, are you tracking things the same way if you have multiple salespeople? And a lot of the times what I saw, Alec, was working with um, MSPs directly, you know, over the last few years um, with helping them build their go-to-market and building their sales teams was there was a lot of disconnect. Everybody was doing something different. So you've got to have your definitions the same. What is an opportunity? What is a lead? When do I move it from one stage to another? If you're using HubSpot or Salesforce or any of the great PSAs out there, you know, it really is about standardizing on those processes, then just aggregating all those numbers. And in the end, here's the secret when you do that, what you're going to figure out is you don't have to have salespeople just be in the same place. You can have them all over. And I would, I would suggest even for, for MSPs, Alec, you know, you're going to have your field guys that are going to have, that you're going to send them out to close. But really, as far as from an inside sales perspective, you could have them anywhere. Absolutely. No, 100%. I think um, from the salesperson side, we actually saw that with B-Boy, um, you know, our, our sister company is an MSP. And we originally really struggled to find good techs. Um, we're right in Philadelphia, so you got New York, you got everyone else kind of robbing all the talent pools. Um, we started hiring in Dallas and out in, uh, we had a person in Oregon, and uh, that actually originally was scary to us, but worked out probably the best decision we ever made. It naturally gave us an around-the-clock um, schedule with people just working within or pretty close to their normal nine-to-five times. And then we followed that same trend when we started building out a sales team. Um, I think on that tech side too, you hit on something crucial there. They're not going to the office anymore. So having them in that PSA or whatever system or tool you're using is crucial right now. I mean, if you're not recording that time, you know, it, it, it's one thing for the customer to say, okay, I'm going to sign off on this bill because I saw him come to the office and he fixed that printer that was broken. But to have him do everything remotely, it's a lot harder to prove that value. So making sure you can go back and connect to the ticket and all those things that you're doing, I think is really, really crucial right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree 100%, you know, and so, you know, I think as we kind of go through this discussion, right, so just to kind of re-highlight some of the things we've talked about, you know, we've talked about leveraging our tools, right? We've talked about understanding our value proposition, right? We've talked about, you know, uh, you know how to attack that, uh, you know, that reach out. Now, there's a lot of ways you can do it, obviously, right? You can, um, like a lot of us, uh, giving you an example, right, from the vendor side, so many of us, I've been blessed like Alec to meet so many of uh, the MSPs in person at all the events we've done. Alec, how many events have we probably done together? Is I don't know, hundreds at least, right? It's, it's, at least. I mean, we yeah. did 63 <laughs> alone last year. So. Yeah, yeah. Multiply that by as many years as we've been doing this. And mm -hmm. uh, right, so we've, we've met thousands of you guys and they're so blessed to call so many MSPs friends. And then the events have gone away and so we've all lost that. And so a lot of us are, are relying on different ways to call. Just like you guys, you know, you're, you're not going to uh, call on a prospect in person right now. And then so what are you doing to uh, generate, you know, new leads? And so I know for a fact many of the MSPs are also focused on digital marketing. And so it's no different on the vendor side. And so the things that you want to understand are the different ways that you can create those leads. But it's also what the messaging is that you're going to put in that. You know, are you adding value? It doesn't matter how I communicate to you. It could be with a phone call. It could be in person. 
It could be through my digital marketing activities, right? Uh, my email, my outbound email activities. And so what is that message? You know, how are you going to help me? And it's still the same, but then remember your conversion rates are going to be different and that's okay. Who cares? If I told you that you can get one lead out of uh, every thousand emails that you send out, or I tell you that you could get one lead from every 20 people that you meet in person, it really doesn't matter. It understand, you just need to understand the math so that you can make that conversion. Yeah, so you know what? If you have a lower conversion for meeting someone in person, because reality is you're not gonna send out, you're not gonna meet a thousand people like you can send out in an email. But it's, it's making that connection so that you understand, hey, you know what? To get that same result, I may need to do more of X. I may need to either meet more people or send more emails, make more phone calls. In the end, it doesn't matter, but it is a commitment to knowing your math. If you don't know your math, um, you're never really going to be a real great sales expert. I'm just not going to lie. So it just takes that commitment to understanding it. Then, of course, we're talking about how do we do it in, uh, you know, in times of challenge. Listen, there's always going to be a challenge. I was uh, in New York City on 9-11 and um, was blessed to still be flying for the Air Force, uh, for the reserves, and I took off the next day in my flight suit for the military. But then I came back because I wasn't fully activated. It took a few weeks and I was actually coming back, Alec, and going to work. And you know what? You know, work moved on. You know, people wanted to talk about at the time I was really focused on uh, co-location and off-site replication and data centers, which on 910, I'm not going to lie, it was a tough conversation. A week later, the phone was ringing off the hooks. And it was a challenging time, and there was certainly a, a, a deep sense of, uh, of uh, sensitivity, uh, you know, and um, making sure that we all were very humble. You know, it was just an incredible thing to go through. But business did go on. Business did go on during the financial crisis, you know. And so part of it is, is us, all of us, you know, we, we, we do need to move on. But we need to do it with a certain amount of decorum. We need to understand our numbers. We need to understand the message. And then it is okay to to sell. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've seen some people pivot um, really well, and I think those are the ones that will do well, right? I've seen some MSPs kind of march forward as, um, you know, we have a partner down in, in Texas, Tech uh, Barra. Great guys. And I've seen them completely shift to this amazing model of education. They're out there all the time educating their clients, anyone's clients, um, on what's going on. And they'll come out of this stronger than they went into it. And that's, amazing to see, you know, I have a small business. I mean, I had a LinkedIn message last week and I get, I'm sure same as you, we get an abundance of those daily. Um, this one stood out because the guy took the time to actually send me a video message. You know, he called me by name. He talked to me a little bit, talked to me a little bit about what was going on and then asked for a five minute call. I took the five minute call and I was, I was impressed with the product. Um, that, those are the things that are, that are going to see, you know, the people who innovate right now, people who are willing to pivot, you know, if you get stuck in the rut of just, when will we get out of this? You're going to sit there for a long time and nothing's really to go, but you're going to get stale. You know, if you can say this is our reality today and we don't know if it'll be different in a week or a month or a year and we have to live in this reality and you know, that's where you're going to start to thrive. Yeah, I think you're right. And by the way, I'm glad you called that out because um, uh, uh, some of my guys have been using video as well and we have been getting some really good response. The main thing is not making a generic video, but they took the time to personalize it. So they, you know, they prepped mm -hmm. and they were like, hey, I want to reach out to Alec. And um, it really does resonate when it's not the generic, hi, to whom it may concern, you know, hi, Alec. Hey, you know, I wanted to talk to you specifically. And then I understand I did a little research on your, on your company to include that. You know, you, you, you're going to increase your chances. And I agree with you. I think what TechBerra did is really smart. I know there's other MSPs that are doing this, but you know what? We talk about it in sales sometimes when you make that phone call um, for the first time to someone. Hey, isn't it nice when someone calls you and the first thing they talk to you about isn't what they're trying to sell you, but they actually have something of value that they can give you. And sometimes that's content. And I know today, um, as I've done a lot of these like Alec has is, um, on these webinars, is really trying to just share content with you guys. Look, the sales stuff is great. I've been doing this a long time. I love the people. I want to share. If I know something, I've been trying to give it to you guys for as long as I've been here. Uh, I love taking the one-on-one -on -one phone calls with you guys. 
And I think there's so much that you guys can do that too. You guys have immense amount of uh, knowledge and being able to share what you have to either your clients, right, who could use some of that knowledge now and some of those prospects, you know, and being able to share what you know and uh, how you can help them, you know, I think it's just great. And by the way, what you give, you know, karma is a great thing. It'll come back to you. So you don't even have to do it with like this, you know, ultimate, you know, ulterior motive that, oh, I'm doing this only because I can get something back. I would challenge you, commit to doing it because it's the right thing to do and trust the fact that it will come back to you in business. Absolutely. I mean, I know, um, you know, I've seen a couple of them rise up in terms of just how to run a Zoom meeting. Uh, when this whole thing started, I got a call from my mother who's a teacher and all of a sudden I was playing tech support for setting up a Google Classroom. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that people are have just are completely flying blind on right now. If you can get ahead of it and part start playing education out there, you're right. I mean, no matter what, when they come out of this thing and they're now following your page or whatever's happening in terms of them engaging with you, down the road when they have an issue or they need someone, you're going to be there and you're going to be present. And that sometimes is all it takes. So don't do it with the ulterior motive of I'm going to hammer everybody with sales content afterwards, but just be present, be connected, and, you know, it should pay off. Well, be human, you know. We, we, you know, we talk about all these things. There's so many things I know after a while that, you know, maybe we're saying things you've already heard. The good news is if you're hearing it, uh, you know, for the third or fourth time, you know, there's probably something there, right? You know, so we talk about, you know, a lot of the calls, you hear the word empathetic come along. You hear about humble, you know, again, all of these things do matter. But I do want to say, know your value proposition, share your value proposition, understand how you can help me. And by the way, if it's, uh, you know, positioning your service or talking about, uh, you know, something that you have to offer them in, in, in the form of content, you know, I think that's extremely useful. And, uh, you know, again, they're, they're going to be appreciative. And, and here's why, you know, I, I talk about leadership uh, a lot for those of you that may be linked in with me. Uh, I do it because I was blessed to start in leadership very early on in the military. By the time I was 22, for those uh, also that have served, right, you become an, an NCO before I went to college, right? And, uh, you know, all of a sudden now you're in this wonderful world of leadership. And what you really start to appreciate is leadership matters. And if you think about what you're doing right now, every one of us can be a leader, right? We all remember the people and the companies that stood up and, uh, and led, right? And that's always gonna be appreciated. And those are the people that companies and others want to associate with. It's the people, the companies that we will follow because they earned our, our trust and our respect. This is a great opportunity for you guys to do those same things. Step, step up, be a leader. Be a leader to your, your existing clients. Be a leader to your prospects that you've been talking to. Be a leader in your community, you know, and, and I promise you, you know, your, your businesses will grow. You will find sales becomes a much easier thing. It doesn't have to be hard, especially in a time of a crisis. Absolutely. Would you, um, would you be worried about hiring a salesperson during this time? No. I mean, if we had a need, now the challenge is, there's people that are certainly on hiring freezes. Uh, where I would be concerned, Alec, is if there wasn't enough activity, uh, you know, some of the worst things you can do, and this is even in the best times, uh, let's say you have two salespeople and you're like, man, you know, I really want to grow the sales team. Well, the first thing you really need to understand is uh, are the two you have, you know, being fully utilized? If the answer is no, then my question is always going to be why would you write, you know this, why would we add, why would we add a, uh, a third territory, a third person, a third sales rep? But if, if I can answer that question, Alec, like now or whenever, it really doesn't change. If there is a need, if I can drive enough activity um, to really make that, that person fully utilized, you know, uh, I know, by the way, I know for a fact, uh, just from a lot of the other vendors, that there's a lot of people that are actually doing hiring right now and have them. But again, it's based on that utilization. Of course, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is absolutely crucial. I mean, I think plenty of people were hiring beforehand and uh, some people I think got really nervous about it. I think you're right, you have to, you know, you have to assess what's going on with your team today. I know um, we actually talked to James Byer a couple weeks ago from Bar Staffing and you know, he said they're still working pretty heavily. They have a couple new clients who even signed on in the meantime looking for, looking for talent. So. 
Um, it's still happening. People are still doing it, but understanding what your team is doing and, and you know, is there more we could do with what we have? I mean, some, sometimes people are on the other end, but people are way overbloated. And really, what they could be doing with five techs, they could do with three if, you know, the techs were utilized better, had the right tools to help them utilize better. Um, you know, so I think those are really crucial things to look at. Um, what else are you seeing out there? I mean, you talk to partners just as much as I do. Are you seeing any other fears out there, any other worries? And, and as we do this, um, if you have anything yourself, please comment it in, in, the, uh, in the chat. And then, of course, we're trying to take a look at uh, Facebook and YouTube and all the other places as much as we can to keep uh, track of all your questions. So take away, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just hearing the mix, uh, there's uh, some MSPs that are having some more challenges than others. And it comes down to, uh, obviously, sometimes if they have a focused uh, vertical, you know, so again, some of the MSPs I work with that um, solely focus on restaurants, they've had some challenges more than uh, some that may focus in a different vertical. Uh, there's a, a demographic component to it as far as some geography. You know, if uh, some people that tend to have much more small clients, you know, some of those small clients, you know, Again, really depends what service, uh, you know, uh, part of the business they're in, uh, you know, might be struggling more. So they're having some challenges. But I also am hearing about a lot of MSPs really doubling down and saying, this is the time that I'm going to use to invest in my, in my company. I say this is the majority, they, that they're investing this time in their company to make sure that they're buttoning down their internal processes. They're certainly buttoning down their, their, their financial controls. And they're looking to grow and they're saying, look, I get it. This, this is horrible. This is horrible, guys, but it's going to end. And when it ends, how am I going to emerge? And am I going to emerge stronger? And that's what you want to see. And to me, that is leadership because there's always going to be something horrible out there and some challenge. And so a lot of the MSPs are saying, I'm using this time to get my, my house in order, clean up the business, make myself lean and mean, in, investing in technologies. Vendors are... You know, again, for the MSPs on here, uh, you know, we're all engaging with you guys. Uh, we're engaging with you guys because you guys, uh, there's a lot of you that want to engage with us so that you can look at the business and make areas of improvement that are going to make you stronger, right? So whether, you know, again, I'm not trying to apply, guys. I never like talking about this stuff. But to be fair, you know, uh, BVoIP and LionGuard do serve a purpose there because we do address uh, a lot of things we're talking about in uh, you know, remote workforce and automation, uh, a lot of these areas and talking points. So we are engaging with you guys. And let me you know, uh, also share, I'm hearing a lot of MSPs that um, are gaining new clients right now, that they are looking for someone that can help them so that when they emerge as well, they're gonna have the right business partner. And then it could be any one of you on this call. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think what I've seen on our side is a bad rush for anything that can automate pieces of business, um, and then anything that can help enable this remote work. And and, and from a security standpoint, from a um, you know just location standpoint, um, all of it from top to bottom. I've watched a huge, huge push towards that, and a lot of MSPs I think are starting to write in a secondary option into their contracts or into their you know offerings of you know do you need coverage at home. You know, do you, are you, do you want to be protected next time we have to work remote? I think all those things are going to become more and more common, where it was kind of a, a, a very one-off thing where you watch an MSP, you know, service the home. It was usually a, hey, this is my base client, and the CEO wants a good setup at home, so I'm, I'm going to help them out because, you know, I want to take good care of that client. Now I think it's going to become a lot more the norm. Um, we did actually have a pretty good question come through, what are you doing to keep your salespeople happy during the slow time? And then the follow-up to that is, have you adjusted their goals? Obviously, uh, we talk about things could be slower. What, what do you do there on the quota side? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And so the answer is yes. So I think, uh, you know, as we all were really starting to see where this was going, at least for, the, uh, you know, for, you know, we'll talk about Q2 initially, was that this was going to have an impact, right? And I think, you know, at different degrees, we started seeing it as we got into late February. And then, of course, March was tough for many people, right? Uh, at any level, mid-market, enterprise, SMB, MSP, vendor, you know, we all felt it a bit. And then, so I did try to move kind of quick. You try to read the tea leaves. Do you always get it right? Nope. 
but you know, you make the adjustments. Adjustments are always the key, right? In good leadership. And so we did make some changes, Alec. You know, and and look, uh, no one can ever tell the future because if you can, uh, you probably wouldn't be on this call. You'd have like Jeff Bezos money, but um, probably more. But um, you know, what you really are trying to do is make the best assumptions, the best best uh, decision to guess on the data pro provided to you. So I did. I adjusted pretty quickly the forecast and the quota, uh, at least for Q2, then looked at the Q3 a little bit, made some adjustments there. Changing the forecast is great. Now go back to your salespeople if you have them. Did you change their comp plans to align to the reforecast? And I don't know too many people that reforecast numbers up, maybe Netflix, but there's not a lot of us. And so I absolutely did. And it's the right thing to do. Uh, if you're going to really build a credible relationship with your sales uh, teams, you've got to be able to look them in the eye and not always give them everything they want. I never got that as a rep. But what you want to be able to do is say, look, we're in this together. We'll flex up when we need to. We'll flex down when we need to. We'll make adjustments when we need to. And so I do think that was that. In regards to how do you keep um, uh, your sales team happy, salespeople are happy when they're engaged. Right? It ties back to what, excuse me, we talked about earlier is activity. Activity leads back to leads. And there's a lot of things you can do. You can buy lists. You know, if you're an MSP and you target dentists in Philadelphia, you know, you can, you can buy that list. You know, you can build that list. There's a lot of sources out there that you can use to, to get these lists. Um, and then, you know, for, for us with the MSPs, it's a little bit harder for the vendors that uh, support the MSPs. But, you know, we, we can build these lists. And so even then we can have them making phone calls. That's activity, right? If we can't create, you know, more nurtured leads, you know, if we're using HubSpot or outsourcing some of the marketing activities like some of you do, or if you have your own internal uh, marketing people. But we want to have them active and then running contests, make it fun. You know, we talked about the daily huddle. We, we do stupid stuff where a person that can do the most creative background but with a theme of how they're dressed up. So you have to play to the Zoom background, right? And then so we'll do some contests like that. And always trying to give out, you know, some Amazon or Amex cards. You know, we, we do uh, uh, scavenger hunts, virtual scavenger hunts. I know that uh, a lot of us have been doing the virtual happy hours. And, uh, you know, it's all of those different things. You know, be creative. Try to find ways to acknowledge the effort, even if the results aren't there. When the results aren't there, you got to trust they're going to come if everybody's doing the right thing. So, so reward the effort, reward the output, reward the how many volume of calls they made, have contests, how many, who makes the most calls today, who creates the most, for those of you in uh, like EOS, you know, like FTAs, first time appointments, right? You know, let's talk about those things, you know, and let's try to have some fun with it. But again, the biggest thing, Alec, as you know, man, me and you've been in sales a long time. You know, what we want to do is we want to be active, you know, so of course, yeah. find that way to give them things to be active. Who can they call, you know, whether it's from whatever source, who cares? So I guess following that up, um, obviously you're right. Activity's king. Um, you know, somebody's quota's off. Yeah, it's a hard time and maybe people aren't buying and, and we're going to see those flexes in everyone's cycle, I think, right now. But if that's there and all of a sudden your call volume is way down and there's not as much activity in the CRM, then yeah, I think there's a much bigger discussion. And we did have a question that came through actually touching on this. Um, let's say you do have an underperforming rep at this time. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're seeing a struggle to get people engaged. Um, is now mostly research and prospect time. Would you shift them to that or, you know, how would you kind of play that situation? Yeah. You know, and um, I think there's certainly always two sides to it. One, has that person historically been underperforming? So to be fair, you just carried over an existing problem, you know, into a time of uh, additional challenge. So that's the first thing is, because then you have to identify if you have the person in the right seat. And if they're not in the right seat, I'm not, I'm not a quick hook. I've never been for those. There's a lot of you out there that have worked with me, you know, my philosophies is, you know, is there a right seat for them? You know, when you hired that person, you know, you hired them for a reason or something you like. They could be in the wrong, the wrong seat. So for example is, you know, hunters and farmers, we talk about that. The, the, the rep that goes out and closes a new deal versus uh, the person that manages that relationship to death do they part. 
And they're two different personalities and sometimes you can have them misaligned just uh, as simply as there. You know, they should be more of an account manager instead of a, a hunter. And by the way, sometimes it goes the other way. Um, then the second part of that is there's someone that ha had been performing, but now because of this, they're not. Absolutely, there's a little bit of that give and take. It's like, we wanna keep you moving. So now's a good time. Let's clean up the database a little bit. Let's get rid of some of the garbage that we've let build up in our CRMs, right? We all get to that point. Use the time productivity. But again, I'm not aware of anybody um, that has hit the complete wall in our mutual industries in this MSP ecosystem where they're not getting any types of connectivity now. Maybe in March, in March, I certainly pulled back the end of March um, where we did some of that, Alec, we focused a little bit more on um, the internal stuff we needed to get done. But, you know, since then, you know, uh, in April, we've definitely moved out. And, you know, the good news is, you know, yeah, we're having conversations with you guys. And then through the conversations we're having with you guys, a lot of you guys are telling us that you are also engaged, you know, and so I would say keep pushing forward. By the way, though, important yeah, thing, real quick, Alec, if you have the wrong person and you had that wrong person, uh, you know, going into this, you know, I, I do want to advise you, um, you know, you're going to need to address that. Right. And so you may have the, the wrong person in the, uh, you know, you could have the right person in the right seat or you could have the wrong person uh, in the right seat. And then, um, you know, you just got to make sure, you know, that you're aware on, on how they're aligned. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, for me in, you know, my management past, it's always been, does this person respond to the feedback? And if, if, if they do and they're, they're trying real hard, then you're right. Maybe it's the wrong role, the wrong seat, right? Shift them over to maybe that SDR role or Hunter Farmer swap. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they're, they're not really responsive and, you know, they're kind of struggling coming into this, then yeah, I think it might be time for a bigger discussion. Um, we had another one just came through. Uh, when do you think you're going to feel comfortable putting people back on the road for events? You know, especially MSPs, they all travel, uh -huh. so... Yeah, yeah, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, so, so many different views on that one. And I don't mm -hmm. think any one of them is right, more right or wrong than the other. You know, for us, it's more comfort level. Uh, the one thing I'm never going to do is, and again, this is no different than the military. You know, I'm not going to bring uh, anybody and put them in uh, a place where they can't be successful. Because even in the military, I know it plays great in the movies and you know, oh yeah, we're gonna, you know, take that mountain. Sometimes you do have to do that, but you've got to make sure you have the people that are, are comfortable that, are, that, that they're in the game. And so for me, the first thing is, is um, there's gonna be a lot of different people on the team that have different comfort levels on, uh, you know, when they're ready to go out, they have families, you know, there's still some concern about their second wave and all those other things. In general, what I've heard from the ecosystem you and I do a lot of these different virtual um, happy hours with different people in the channel. You know, I tend to hear July and August come up a lot, but I know that there's a couple mm -hmm. shows, the bigger shows that are still hanging out there in June. And I think we're going to manage those. And then it's going to be a matter of who's comfortable uh, as the attendees and the, uh, uh, the sponsors. But, you know, I think, I think we all got to, you know, continue to monitor and then listen to the people that are really good at what they do, man. Uh, I've done two things pretty well in my life and I'm pretty much an idiot on other things, you know, so if you want to talk about, you know, uh, flight safety and flying a plane, uh, you know, I might know a, a little bit and of course sales, but when it comes to the, these other things, I certainly listen to the health experts, you know, and I'm going to take my cues off them. And, uh, but I think you need to be sensitive of that, you know, to everyone on the call. Uh, I would encourage you don't, don't put anybody out there that is not comfortable going out there. Absolutely. Um, so I think we have time for about one more question. Um, so if anybody has any more to put in, it looks like we have one more in there in the queue right now. It was, um, are you comping your reps any more to help them out with this slow commission time um, or any other kind of benefits or to help them out at all through uh, the, the slump? Yeah. And I think we talked a little bit about it. So we, we definitely adjusted, you know, uh, I can talk personally what we did. We made some adjustments for, um, for Q2 to start, uh, expecting mm -hmm. to have softer numbers that, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. will continue to build up as, you know, what the professionals uh, and the experts are saying, 
maybe as we end, uh, you know, Q2, we can start to, you know, get out there a little bit more, feel a little bit more comfortable with the numbers declining. And so uh, I certainly lowered the quota. When I looked at March, uh, I, I definitely, what I did for March was there was nothing they could do. We were all in the middle of this uh, emerging crisis. So what we did is uh, we comped them at 100%. And I uh, felt it was the right That's thing great. to do uh, because, again, there was yeah. nothing we could do. And I didn't want them calling and, you know, we were all just trying to figure this out. And, you know, MSPs were dealing also with losing clients. And, by the way, vendors as well. You know, we were all kind of mm -hmm. going through that spike. Absolutely. No, I, that's incredible to hear. I mean, those are always the stories you want to hear, right? I think we have enough negative news going out there. So it's always good to hear, uh, you know, a good story out there. So um, I know we're running up to the, to the hour. So a couple quick things here. We did record this. So we'll be on Facebook after this, on our YouTube channel after this, and on the MSP Initiatives page. Um, but Adam has tons of info. As, as you heard him say earlier, he does these things regularly. He jumps on. He um you know, he does a lot of these one-on-ones. So if you have questions, if you're struggling, if you're really sitting there saying, I don't know how to move forward with my sales team, or I'm struggling with a couple of things, the entire team has great resources, right? They they came from an MSP. They understand what you're going through. They've worked with thousands of MSPs over the years. Reach out to them. Um, you know, Cynthia, I know over there said that she um, she put a couple of links in the, in the uh, chat for you guys. So take a look, um, you know, head over to the website. If you guys need something, Adam's around, I'm around. Uh, we're always more than happy to do this. I'm sure, you know, as these, depending on how long this thing goes, I'm sure we'll circle back and just kind of see how things are going and what, what we're seeing adjust in the market. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely a day by day thing for right now. So, yeah, just uh, again for for those of you that watch either the recorded version or jumped on with us live, just want to say thanks. And uh, uh, you know what Alex said, I can't say enough. If there's anything I can ever do, the way most people. Um, if you don't have my personal contact information, hit me up on LinkedIn. I respond 100% of the time. Always glad to help share whatever I have. Uh, if you just want to bounce some ideas off of me, uh, talk about go-to-market, talk about sales strategy, anything I can do to help, always glad to give back. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And uh, one final piece, we are going to be on uh, Thursday, same time, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's that we're actually going to have Ken Patterson of Pack Data on with us. So we're going to talk about a conversation about the state of the channel, how to stay positive through it. Um, he's been doing a lot of these different meetings and happy hours. So be good to get another perspective on there and uh, we'll keep the ball rolling. So thanks again, Adam. Always great to speak to you and uh, appreciate all the knowledge and experience. And we'll speak to everyone soon. Everybody have a blessed day. See you all soon. Absolutely. Stay safe.